Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, I hope you're all doing great as we approach the end of May. I am so excited to introduce you all to today's guest. She's someone I've been so inspired by, and I just think that she's such a positive and powerful voice for women. Katie Storino is an entrepreneur, a body acceptance advocate, a social media influencer, and now she's a self-help author. Katie is the founder of Mega Babe, a non-toxic beauty brand that tackles issues like thigh chafe and boob sweat and breaks the stigma surrounding these topics. She's also known for her fashion blog, The 12-ish Style, where she takes trending celebrity styles and outfits and puts her own twist on it to show that great style can be worn by every woman. Her new book, Body Talk, How to Embrace Your Body and Start Living Your Best Life, is out now, and today we'll be chatting all about it. It was so much fun meeting Katie and discussing Body Talk, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, Katie Storino, I am so excited to have you on. Um, You know, we were chatting before. uh, You you have such an incredible career. You've done so many different projects and I'm such a fan. I just think you're a rock star. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. That's very nice to say. Well, of course. I mean, you do. You wear a ton of hats and I mean, between Mega Babe and the 12-ish, you do so much and you're such an advocate for body acceptance and inclusivity in the fashion industry. So I'm such a fan of your work. And I I think you talk about this and you have a new book coming out, by the way, Body Talk, How to Embrace Your Body and Start Living Your Best Life. Um, You talk about this in your book, but would you mind introducing for those that don't know, how did you get involved in, you know, building these platforms and and caring about these issues and, and, you know, being an advocate for I guess, the body positivity and body acceptance movement? Well, I think that I, I think that because I had, I had a career in public relations, I think that I have a special skill set for framing and storytelling that probably has benefited me. Um, And I would say though, that the, the core of everything that I'm doing and have done all comes from my own experiences. I think I probably started the 12 ish style because I was looking for fashion inspiration. Um, I would say that I like started mega babe because I needed a a thigh chafe solution that wasn't made for a man or an athlete that didn't have toxic ingredients in it. Um, and then it's like, I wrote body talk because this is the book that needed, um, that I never, I didn't have that because it's, it's not my story. It really is like a workbook to help women, advance their own conversation around their body. But I think that that is the through line of everything that I do is that I do things that I myself was missing or, or wanted or needed. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you chat a lot about this in the book, sort of your upbringing also, and how, you know, experiences, whether it be in high school, grade school, all of those things. I, you know, when it comes to, I guess, inclusivity and fashion, right. 
um, and just as a human being <laughs> with my body and just feeling um, confident in my own skin. I'm someone who's very tall. I'm six feet tall. And, you know, growing up, yes. <laughs> and growing I, I up, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where growing up, I never felt, well, I mean, sure you have like incredible models and, and they're all amazing and tall and beautiful. Um, but, you know, I was someone who was not like the size two, super tall. I'm very curvy and growing up, I just felt like even I wasn't really, you know, represented even just going shopping and having to buy, I still have to buy everything in long and tall. Um, How did those experiences maybe spark something in you and, you know, wanting to, to see more of that in the industry? Well, I think that you, not you, but I think as a, if you, if you feel left out or you have those moments that um, where, where you feel like, oh, everyone can just buy jeans. Why can't I just buy jeans? Um, I think you, you recognize the pain that those interactions or those experiences can have. And so I wanted to take my own learnings and help, help women kind of avoid some of that stuff or let them know that they're not alone when they do experience those things. I mean, six feet tall, may I ask what size you wear or like what you're Yeah, I'm between like an eight and a 10 large, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So this is like, this is so funny because maybe for you, the body talk theme is your height or like whatever the thing is that you struggled with that shaped you in a way that wasn't great and that people made you feel excluded about or like made you feel different in a bad way. Um, I think that that is what body talk is. Like it, it is that thing for you that you're always hitting back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I related to that so much, just reading the book and hearing about your experiences growing up. And yeah, when it came to shopping, like I remember going shopping and like wanting to do like, you know, fine clothes and all the stores that my friends did, but I ended up having to go to like, literally, I I had a huge growth spurt when I was very young too. Like I didn't, (laughs) life was not kind in the sense that like, I just gradually became tall. Like I was tall, like second grade, third grade, like- Yeah. Like a foot taller than everybody else. And I remember just not being able to go into stores and find stuff that fit me that laid on me properly. Um, you know, I'd put on a a dress and it would look like a top on me. And especially when stuff back then, you know, it's so different from now and there's still a lot of work to be done now, but I know just back then everything was so tiny. It was like, and I never understood. And I felt like, And I think this is what I'm getting at. This is what you explore in body talk is that I felt like the problem was me. Yes. And I wished I'm like, oh, I wish I could shrink, you know? Um, And it's, you really, you really do. It's almost like a self-loathing. And that was an insecurity that luckily over the years and because of so many brands that create now things in long and tall um, have really helped. It's helped me grow out of that a lot. Yes. Well, you should. I mean, you're beautiful. You're a six foot tall size. eight ten is like, sounds like a fucking like dream model. Like this is, I, I, I think sometimes, especially with that, with that body type, I think a lot of us who were tall, it was hard in like seventh grade to be like ahead over all the boys or girls or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, but now I think being tall, I wouldn't trade it for mm-hmm. anything. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's sort of the hidden secret, right? Is you grow to realize as someone who was tall wanting to be short, I then like, I think when Palazzo pants became like a thing again, a couple years ago, I was talking to people and they're like, oh my gosh, you can pull off Palazzo pants. Like I wish I'm five one and I can't. And so then it like clicked in my head. Okay. So even the short people are wishing they were tall and like, everybody's always striving for something that like they can't control or achieve. And it's, so what's the point? Yeah. That's, I think that's the thing, right? Is that Mm -hmm. what's the point of wasting time on something you can't change? Like let's, let's do, let's do the best with what we got and like move forward to bigger and better things. For sure. And I think, you know, with getting in our own heads, you also, you bring up this little story in the book, which I loved. (laughs) You talk about how in high school and like, you know, elementary grade school and all very athletic, you're very athletic. And you said how like your body type, you like could have been an athlete. Um, had you followed through with it, but then you sort of got in your head and let that dream fade. And it, it's such a relatable thing. Cause I think we do that with so many things, um, when it comes to just our bodies and just ourselves as humans, we get in our heads with doubt and, and say, we can't do something. And then, you know, we regret it years later. Yes. Yeah. I think you're So I, I tell a story about how my dad, wanted me to be a shot putter, but I had like tremendous upper body strength. And I went to one practice with like all my guy friends who were doing track and field in the off season. And I was so embarrassed. I never went back and never did it again. Not, not even that I loved doing it particularly, but it was just, that's, that is just like the mindset that I had is I, I it was, I just wasn't going to put myself in a position to be even bigger than I already felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. And I, yeah, just so many things and, and being tall and being a little bit, I hate using the word bigger built, like bigger what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, my, I'm big, like, I'm just big, like I'm big boned, like I have big feet, big hands. Like I'm just big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I hated hearing that growing up, but like, I've, you know, grown to own it as I've gotten older. And I do, I just think that's something that, and I'm so glad that now we have these incredible, well, so many stores now are launching these campaigns and it's really, uh, I think too, with just sports and active wear with inclusivity, there's so much now for, you know, athletes of all different shapes and sizes to see themselves. And I mean, you look at, uh, I think it was Simone Biles just made the switch to Athleta. And I thought that was amazing. Such a great brand. And they're doing so much for women and so much for different body types. And it's incredible to see. And I think that has helped and hopefully will continue to help like this new generation of girls growing up. Agreed. I absolutely agree with that. And And I think the size representation and the shape representation and, um, I think Somersault Swimsuit just did a campaign with um, like one of the most diverse campaigns that I've seen with age and everything. Uh, So I think that companies are kind of catching on that this is what people want. Some companies are not. A lot of companies are not. Most companies Mm -hmm. are not. But the ones that are, I think, are going to actually see a lot of early traction and those other ones will catch up. Yeah. I know. It's honestly amazing to me still that like, 
I just want to know, like, who are companies sizing when they make some of these clothes? Would you would be so surprised when you get into the like brain trust that is doing the collections or buying the product, and you're like, oh, everyone is five four, a size two, and they're like, well, we did a size fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's also like the. I think where your clothes are made, the pattern cutting, like there's, there's so many different factors to why clothes are so off-sized. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, I won't say the brand. I recently made a purchase a couple weeks ago and I got a dress and I have, so my issue with dresses, if they don't make them in tall, I'll tend to size up. And then like, if I have to get them tailored, it's, it's the harsh (laughs) (laughs) it's the pain in my side, but you know, I I do it to try and get a good outfit in. So, um, I had ordered this dress and I ordered it in an extra large, Yeah, extra large, right? Stay with me. Yeah. I get the dress. Yeah. I try it on. I kid you not. This thing goes to my waistline, falls at my waistline, skin tight. I literally like, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it off. And I was just like, I, I took it off. And like five years ago, me would have been like, oh, I'm the problem. Like, this is so yeah. frustrating. Like, what could I do differently? Now I'm just like, that company's the problem. Yes. Like, I, I can't fit into an extra large and it, it doesn't even like. Bananas. Like, yes, I'm a tall girl, but for something to like, it looked like a tube top almost. <laughs> I kid you not. And I was shocked. Now, and I will say, I think this company, or maybe it's a parent company and they have another, I think they do have a line for like extended sizes. I don't know like specifically what it is. I don't think they have tall because, you know, I didn't see it. But I was just shocked that it, that an extra large like couldn't even like fit on my body in any way in any way. Like I wasn't expecting a perfect fit, but like, I was just shocked. And it's things like that. Like I said, like before I would have thought like, oh, it's me. Like it's, I'm the problem. I'm the issue. But yeah, I mean, luckily, like, you know, like reading stuff like body talk and seeing all that and like hearing different perspectives, you realize, okay, no, it's, it's the companies that are. Um, and you know, I had uh, Aja Barber, incredible writer, on uh, a couple weeks ago, and we talked about this because um, she focuses a lot on sustainability in the fashion industry. But we also talked about, um, you know, just having being inclusive <laughs> and having sizes for you know all different types of women because you know there's not one size. We're not like a one size fits all society. So I don't, I don't know. Cause it is, it's like now it's even making like online shopping, which is supposed to be almost a little bit easier than like shopping in stores. It's making yes. that a challenge. Even and, more separated. Yeah. It's so silly. I can't tell you who is doing this. And I, and I just said, I do actually know who's doing this and it is, it's idiots and they're together in the room and they're right. They're making the bad decisions, but we just have to keep uh, educating them. Yeah. And you know, I have found though, like, Luckily, like I said, like there's a change has been made in, in some respects. Um, and, you know, there's still a long way to go. There's yeah. so many different companies out there and so many yeah. that are not, you know, doing their share. But um, like for me, like 
made well. Um, I'm trying to think like oh, Ann Taylor Loft. I know they do a lot of uh, Loft continued their plus. Yes. Yeah. They, um, but like, I know like for Madewell, for example, like so many jeans, like when I need a pair of jeans, they got tall, they have even, I think taller. So, I mean, they, they really cover a lot of ground, um, and not just for tall, also petite and, you know, whatever it may be, they do a lot. And that's been really great. Um, I think I know like, uh, you know, Gap, Athleta, like they're all in that chain, um, under, I think like Banana Republic, whatever their parent company is. Um, they also offer a lot of tall and it's great because like you were saying before, like you don't have to go to a different site. You click on the item and there's like, it'll tell you like, okay, do you want this in petite, regular, long, like whatever it may be, it makes it so much easier and you you don't feel singled out by the internet. Yes. And, um, Spanx actually makes tall and taller. They, they make all, they make all these different leggings and jeans and that I was impressed at the amount of size variation they had. Amazing. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the other thing too. I think like so many brands are evolving and offering so many different products. It's, it's exciting to say the least, but yeah, well, I mean, in body talk too, you talk about I I just, like I said, I loved it. It's so fun. It's colorful. It didn't even feel like I was reading a book. It it felt like sort of like a fun journal. Like I got in like a window to your world, which was great. Um, But, you know, you talk a lot too about just, uh, you know, self-loathing, blaming the problem on you. Like we said before, like it's, I think with our bodies, especially as women, um, you know, men go through the same thing. We, we tend to think like we're the problem. If we can't fit into something, if we don't see something in the store, um, you know, we, we tend to think it's, it's us, we're the problem. But um, I think with that said, we have to remember, you know, you talk about this a lot in the book, but just, uh, you know, championing, championing yourself, um, being your own cheerleader, if you will. And I think that's so important to do. Um, not to be like arrogant in the sense, um, but like to just, oh. you know, give yourself that as- you self-esteem. You yourself who will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I think that's so important too. And I'm curious, as you wrote the book, did you find any, you know, newfound confidence within yourself while writing down all these stories? I think so. I mean, I think I feel, I feel almost like I feel very shy. It's, it's actually very interesting to be doing promotion for a book that is so personal. And also with, with such intention behind it, it's very um, like with mega babe, I can really talk like I can really talk about a product and I can really talk, speak to the benefits and the origin story and all that stuff. And I think, um, I, I think it's, I can describe like what the, like what I want body talk to be for people. But I think that it's, I do think that I get very, I don't know what I, how, how I'm trying to say this. I think I get very shy about like being too self promoting about this book because it is very personal. Sure. Does that make sense? That like, when you said that you really liked the book, I'm like, do you really like the book? Like, like, so there's, there's this, there is this, like, it's really hard to know if you've put something out that is actually 
benefiting people or interesting or like worthy of the shelf. Like there's all these different feelings. I think when you put something out this personal, mm-hmm. well, and on the internet, like, internet is different. Like the internet feels like, okay. Like you, you know what, like, you know, I saw like a squished rat on the street today. And like, we're like, it's like that kind of thing, like where you're like actually letting people into your day-to-day life. But like, this really is, is quite like a, a deep journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's intimate. You talk about your upbringing, like experiences you had as a child. Um, it's a really intimate thing. And I, I'm curious, cause that brings me to another question. I think with you being such an advocate for women, um, and so many women looking up to you in so many different ways and sort of being this positive, I guess, force in fashion, if you will, I think, I think yeah, so. I'll take that. um, that's like a nice thing. <laughs> do you feel at all any sort of, you know, pressure to keep up the positivity, if that makes sense? So it's interesting. I don't, I have like, I have rules for myself around, um, what I do and don't do. And like, I don't, I generally do not partake, partake in like celebrity gossip. I don't really, I don't really like take brands down. Um, I don't, if someone's being canceled, like I don't jump on that no matter how many people DM me about it. Like, or if, if I'm following someone who's gotten in trouble and people are like, just want you to know this person did this, like you might want to unfollow them. And like, I'm not, I, I really am very, um, I do have like my lines that I don't cross for like negativity, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that that, that doesn't mean that I feel pressure to be positive all the time. It just means, or diet stuff, like never go into like, I just never talk about, I just, you just won't hear about it. You're just Mm -hmm. not going to hear anything about like dieting. Right. Not, and I'm, I'm actually not dieting like in my life and hiding it from people. It's mm-hmm. more that like, I think you can get that kind of from everywhere in the world. So I just don't think you need it from me. Yeah. I love that answer. Cause I agree. Yeah. I think there's like enough of that on the internet. Um, yeah. And just yes. everywhere we look pretty much. So and I've turned down three big deals with diet, with diet apps that I, because I'm like, even though you may have a really great program that's helped a lot of people, like, I just don't think people need to hear that from me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I do. I think, well, that's diet culture is like a whole nother thing too. But um, I think with social media, it's kind of interesting because I feel like it could, uh, especially with, you know, advertisements, all of that, um, it can tend to... I don't know what I'm, how, what I'm going with this, but you brought up like diet products before. And I think that could really change a person's message by endorsing a product, a brand that potentially goes against, you know, things you, you put out there. I've seen plus size uh, influencers endorse waist trainers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like, there's a certain, there's just a certain point where you have to like, even if there's a paycheck associated, like, like I've worked with brands, like I try to work with brands that I really believe in, but I, I definitely have worked, have like, I've worked with a couple of people where I'm like, is this on brand? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but never in that category. Like there's just, sure. there's a hard line for me. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, do you want to take something on, take something on that potentially contradicts like what you stand for, what you do? Um, for sure. Well, no, I mean, there's, it's like I said, a change I feel has been done in the fashion industry. Do you feel like there's been a change? I think we are in a new period Mm -hmm. of fashion. And I think that that means a lot of things. I think it means we're in a new period for inclusivity. I think we're in a new period for hopefully sustainability and sustainable practices and um, less, like less production. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's what I hope is happening. And I don't know that that is really what's happening. Like it may be happening with like the five or 10 brands that like I pay attention to, but sometimes like exactly the stuff you like you said you bought that dress from that company I've never heard of them before mm-hmm. and I'm like oh shit this is out there so there's yeah. there's like it's like you think that you you think things are going in one direction but then you kind of then you like come out of your box and you realize that like oh well nope mm-hmm. they're not yeah and I mean it transcends so much like it's not just fashion I mean like you look at things like beauty even and just having yeah. representation for different you know, ethnicities and, you know, it's, yes, there, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. And I think because of that, there's a lot of issues with what's being done and how things are being manufactured. You know, you brought up sustainability and we talked about that, you know, last episode, we talked about sustainability and fashion. And I think, you know, even some of the sustainable companies, yeah, they're great. They're doing sustainable things, but are they offering, you know, stuff for tall ladies stuff for, you know, are, are they catering hard. to all? It's hard for brands to be all things to all people, but I think that the successful brands of the future will be right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's, it's exciting. I mean, I'm a girl who likes to, you know, to shop, but again, like we talked about sustainability. I, I really, you know, I think the pandemic was really helpful in that. Yes. And I think that brings me to like one of my, you know, final points is that the pandemic, I, I'm curious to know like what it, I guess what it taught you. Because for me, I I think not having to really go out um, for makeup and skincare, right? I was like, wait, I don't need to wear as much makeup to feel great about myself. When it came to clothes, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I put on a dress today. I wanted to feel, you know, cute and fun, do an, do a fun interview. Yeah. But I realized too, like I can be just as, you know, happy and, and feeling good and a good pair of sweats and like a hoodie. Um, so I was curious, like, did you, were there any takeaways that you had from, you know, this pandemic as we sort of hopefully, you know, near the end of it? I have a lot of feelings about this question. I think um, it's it's like, I think, well, first of all, when the pandemic started, I I went through like a real psychological adjustment from how fast and how much I was working to stopping that because I, what I didn't, I was like, I thrived on like, you know, 20 Zooms a day, like get me to this meeting, like we got to go here, jump on a plane for one night, do a shoot in LA. Like I loved that pace. And I think 
I really had to step back from it. And that has caused me to be more intentional and clear with like my work and like what is and isn't worth my time. Um, so that is good. I think that the environmental impact that the, that the pandemic had on the world was really positive in terms of like having all us dumb humans, like inside our houses, like actually allowed for some cool things to happen in nature. Um, and I am sad to think that I don't think we actually learned anything from that, which Mm -hmm. is troubling. Yep. Um, and then the, I think like the, I have this, like, I just have this like real, like kind of time perspective and I'm just like much more intentional with my time now. I mean, not like I have gone, not like I'm not like I've really been able to go or do anything like as I would or, but like, I'm just, I'm like, this matters. This doesn't. Mm-hmm. that's kind of my, my big takeaway. Yeah. Well, somebody just said that to me the other day. It was like, and this is so dramatic, but they were like, you know, like we only have today once, like, and then, you know, yeah. it's yeah. gone. Yeah. So I think that's what, I guess, you know, with the pandemic and almost losing a year of normalcy, but gaining a year of like, just, you know, new, new learnings and understandings about myself at least that's one thing I've realized is like, time is so precious. precious. I'm happy to hear you say that. And it's true. And, and you, you know, what else I think is interesting is that because we were able to really like, I mean, maybe it wasn't ideal and not everyone feels this way, but for me, it's like, I think you kind of live where you want to live. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I don't know. It, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, just learning a lot about myself and, and having been such a planner, you know, I talked about this recently. It's like being such a planner and, you know, having all these different goals and aspirations, not that you shouldn't have those. That's not my point. It's that learning to understand that it's okay to not like have to achieve them tomorrow or um, it's like, the, well, like I said, like, I think, the shittiest lesson I learned of this year was that like, I clearly cannot control the world. (laughs) Right. I have no control over it. So I think it's like taking that passenger seat and just letting, letting it drive sometimes. Yeah. Um, That's been a big thing for me. Yes. That's like Gabby Bernstein. Sometimes like I'll be, uh, I'm just scrolling the internet and, and like one of her memes will come up and it's like, don't force it. Like it'll come to you. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I, I just, I'm a big forcer. I love to just have an idea and like try to force it through, but you're right. This is, this is another realization that like, you gotta let it happen. Oh, for sure. Well, and I guess a transition into new projects you're working on. Is there anything to come that, you know, anything new that you're working on, um, you know, that you're excited to get out there? Um, I mean, I'm very excited to get body talk into the world. It's not, it's coming out May 25th. And like, like I said, like even just like the handful of conversations I've had with people who have seen the book have been like very, um, I I'm very eager to receive the feedback, good and bad about this book because so much went into it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like you, like we talked about before, um, you had said, like, I guess like a little bit of an insecurity was not wanting to like self-promote it too much. And yeah. I guess tying yeah. it into a lesson you talked about in your book, like be a like champion yourself. And yes, you know, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Because right. it's, it's such a good book and I can't wait for others to read it because um, I loved reading it. And I, you know. Thank you. You're right. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, everybody's going to be able to relate to it in one way or another. Um, but yeah, it's been such a joy to have you on, Katie. And, you know, I love to conclude by asking with this being handling it, has there been anything, whether it be a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned throughout your career that's really helped you handle your life? It's along the lines of, it's along the lines of, um, let it come to you. It's ride the direction, ride the horse in the direction that it's going. So you can't like sit on a horse and then try to like, and try to like go the other way. You're on this horse. Like, let's like, you gotta go, you gotta, don't try to swim upstream, um, in your life, because I think you sometimes achieve the same outcome if you let it flow. I like that. Yeah. Just sort of let it take its own path. Exactly. Cause I think you may think that you want a, like a, like you th- might think you want a shoe line because you have all these like shoe ideas, but what you really end up doing is, you know, like, I don't know, something adjacent that fulfills the same thing that you wanted to do. And it's, it's not necessarily that outcome. It's more of like the feeling that you want in your day-to-day life. Yeah. I love that. Cause I, I do, I think, like I said before, it's great to have goals and it's great to have, you know, ambition is awesome and to have yeah. plans and, yeah. you know, ideas that's awesome, but that doesn't mean like everything has to go according to one plan yes. or, you know, take one form or shape. Uh, letting things sort of develop organically, I think I've found has, yeah. you know, that's yes, surprising. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great to chat with you. No, oh, thank you so much. This was great. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Katie and learning about body talk. If you're interested in the book, be sure to check out the link in the episode bio to read up on it and hopefully purchase. I've also listed Katie's social media handles in the bio along with the Mega Babe website link. Summer is basically here and Mega Babe has a ton of useful products to help make the warm weather enjoyable. So be sure to check it out. Thank you to Katie so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.